Good morning. Magandang umaga sa ating lahat. It's my joy to see everyone again. No, um, so sa lahat ng mga nasa Zoom and of course sa mga umaaten sa atin sa Facebook Live, we're glad to see you kahit na um, nasa screen lang tayong lahat ngayon. Um, again, this is a reminder that this is not a church. Rather, this is a means of grace ni Lord for us na patuloy tayo na ma-inquiry sa kanyang mga salita kasi in this time of pandemic, in this time of a lot of challenges no, personally sa family, sa trabaho, with what is happening around no, sa community natin, sa bansa, sa mundo. Um, it is the word of God that will give us the, the encouragements, the hope, um, yung hindi na tayo matakot sa kung ano pang pwede mangyari sa lahat ng uncertainties ng buhay na meron tayo dito. So we are still thankful to the Lord for every days and for every Sundays na we can have this type of gathering. So let's continue to pray na sana no, by September talagang makikita na tayo physically. Kung hindi man, well, let's just trust the Lord in this. And we would like to welcome sa lahat ng mga umaten sa atin, sa atin maybe for the first time no um thank you so much for joining with us today so i am so excited because today we will be starting a new journey katatapos lang natin sa book of Ephesians sa new testament and right now we're moving forward sa old testament um in the book of lamentation so this is my first time also to preach this book um first time ko siyang napag-aralan and sobrang rich ng book na to where we could see the character of God and we would see na um, kaya yung theme no, ng book nito is hope in God. So we will be learning this theme as we go through for the next five Sundays. So right now, let's open our Bibles to Lamentations chapter 1 verses 1 to 22. So yung Lamentations, makikita natin yan in between ng Jeremiah and Ezekiel, no? Um, towards the end ng Bible. So, I'll be reading from English Standard Version. Lamentations 1, verses 1 to 22. <clears throat> How lonely sits the city that was full of people. How like a widow has she become. She who was great among the nations. She who was a princess among the provinces has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night with tears on her cheeks. Among all her lovers, she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah has gone into exile because of affliction and hard servitude. She dwells now among the nations but finds no resting place. Her pursuers have all overtaken her in the midst of her distress. The roads to Zion mourn, for none come to the festival. All her gates are desolate, her priests groan, her virgins have been afflicted, and she herself suffers bitterly. Verse 5, her foes have become the head. Her enemies prosper because the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone away, captives before the foe. 
From the daughter of Zion, all her majesty has departed. Her princes have become like deer that find no pasture. They fled without strength before the pursuer. Jerusalem remembers in the days of her affliction and wonder in all the precious things that were her from, all, from days of old. When her people fell into the hand of the foe and there was none to help her, her foes gloated over her. They mocked at her downfall. Jerusalem sinned grievously. Therefore, she became filthy. All who honored her despised her, for they have seen her nakedness. She herself groans and turns her face away. Her uncleanness was in her skirts, took no thought of her future. Therefore, her fall is terrible. She has no comforter. Lord, behold me affliction, for the enemy has triumphed. The enemy has stretched out his hands over all her precious things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those whom you forbade to enter your congregation. All her people groan as they search for, for bread. They trade their treasures for food to revive their strength. Look, O Lord, and see, for I am despised. Is it nothing to you, all who you pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. From on high, he sent fire into my bones. He make, me he make it descend. He spread a net for my feet. He turned me back. He has left me stand, faint all the day long. My transgressions were bound into a yoke. By his hand, they were fastened together. They were set upon my neck. He caused my strength to fail. The Lord gave me into the hands of those whom I cannot withstand. The Lord rejected all my mighty men in my needs. He summoned an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden as in a winepress the divine daughter of Judah. For these things, I weep. My eyes flow with tears. For a comforter is far from me, one to revive my spirit. My children are desolate, for the enemy has prevailed. Zion stretches out her hands, but there is no one to comfort her. The Lord is command against Jacob that his neighbors should be foes. Jerusalem has become a filthy thing among them. The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word. But hear all you peoples and see my suffering. My young women and my young men have gone into captivity. I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and elders perished in the city while they sought food to revive their strength. Look, O oh Lord, for I am in distress. My stomach churns. My heart is wrong with me because I have been very rebellious. In the street, the word believes. In the house, it is like death. They heard my groaning, yet there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad and that you have done it. You have brought the day you announced. Now let them be as I am. Verse 22, let all their evil doing come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me because of all my transgressions. For my groans are many, and my heart is faint. 
Let's pray one more time. Ama namin sa langit na dalangin po namin ngayon na kami po ang patuloy na mag-humble namang sarili namin, Panginoon, even as we have read in the passage and yung matutunan namin, Panginoon, in the life of the Israelites, O Lord, in their times of their afflictions, because of their sins, because of their many transgressions. So Lord, um, may this word convict us today of our sins. And Lord, na kami po ang patuloy na lumapit sa inyo. Lord, maraming salamat sa iyong gracia sa buhay namin, sa iyong habag sa buhay namin, Panginoon, that through the gospel, through the finished work of Christ, we have this confidence to approach you, Panginoon. Lord, naway kami po ang patuloy na even mag-weep, mag-mourn of our sins, Lord, even for the sins of, of others, Lord, na kami po ang patuloy, Panginoon, na tumayo, Lord, not because of our good works, but because of what Christ did at the cross. Lord, thank you for reminding us of your character today, of your holiness, even of your grace and of your mercy. Maraming salamat, Lord. We give you our time together now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this week, um, nakita na po natin ulit ngayon, no? yung isang tragedy. No? Aside na may pandemic tayong pinakaharap um, yung buong mundo. We have seen how the people in Afghanistan um, so desperate no? to leave their country para lumayo sila no sa pwedeng gawin ng Taliban group. Nakakalungkot makita yung eroplano na kahit na nasa mga wings na sila tapos may nahuhulog. Ganun sila ka-desperate. And we have also seen some reports that Christian um churches no doon sa Afghanistan, they were asking for prayers for their safety. Kasi nga hahantingin na rin sila pwedeng patayin sila anytime. And I just can't imagine, you know, the fear the sorrow, the anxieties na na-experience ngayon ng mga Afghans or even ng Christians na meron tayo doon sa Afghanistan. And nakakalungkot. But do you think, can you imagine how much more yung na-experience na sorrow and pain and fear ng mga Israelites base sa binasa nating passage today? when they were under the captivity of Babylon. So like our passage today, we will be learning the reality of the sinfulness of man and the weight, no? yung kabigatan ng judgment ng Panginoon that results to a terrible situation, especially the grief and shame. So the Book of Lamentation Nanggaling siya, no? o kung yung, yung translation niya sa Hebrew word is the word how. Kumbaga, kung sa Tagalog, papano na. No? It's an expression of dismay. So yung Book of Lamentation, kaya nagsimula siya, how sits, no? how lonely sits the city. So yung Book of Lamentation is a collection of poetic laments. No? Kaya kung makita natin, structured siya. Um, it, it is formed no, ng 22 verses per chapter, except sa chapter 3. So it is a structured, poetic lament describing the messiness, no, yung destruction of Jerusalem. 
um, sometime 586-587 BC. It follows the book of Jeremiah and it's best actually understood when we are reading the book of Jeremiah and maybe 2 Kings chapter 23 to 25. So traditionally, um, yung known author is of course the prophet Jeremiah because the prophet or the book Jeremiah somehow no, it reflects dito sa poem na makikita natin sa Lamentations. But some no, for the um, recent na mga studies, no, mga modern scholars, um, they're thinking that it might not be also Jeremiah, it might be written by certain people no, na nakawitness ng, ng destructions of, of Israelites in the time of the Babylonian captivity. So dito natin makita na it's a form of protest, a way of process to process emotions, yung confusions nila, yung cry out nila, yung desperations nila, the sufferings that leads to God or to ask about God's character. So Lamentation was written to describe through these five points expressing the grief. Kaya sa ibang studies, tinatawag siyang eulogy. Di ba pagpupunta tayo sa, sa wake, sa funeral, merong tinatawag na eulogy. No? Minimension yung mga experiences about the person na namatay, ano yung mga karakter niya, ano yung mga napagdaanan niya, yung mga ups and downs na nangyari sa buhay ng isang tao. So these points will express the grief over the fall of Jerusalem and how this sorrow and suffering produces hope in God. Ang ganda ng book nito, kasi hindi siya natapos, nababalik siya sa karakter ni Lord, that, that God is gracious, that God is compassionate every morning. That's why the theme of this book is hope in God. Because hope, not despair, is the final word of this book. So today, we will be discussing the first set of points in chapter 1, which is somehow heartbreaking. So, handa natin no, yung, mga, yung mga emotions natin kasi dito natin makita how, how painful. No? Kung, kung, baga, kung imaginative tayo, can you just imagine what kind of grief and shame the Israelites experience? So, unlike the Israelites, we are doomed not for a temporary but eternal damnation and judgment because of our sins and transgressions against God. So this morning, I want you to be convicted about the weight. Again, uulit-ulitin ko, kung gano'ng kabigat yung judgment ni Lord that will lead us to realize how gracious and compassionate God is for those who are being saved. And it is also a warning for those people na sabihin natin hindi pa naborn again, yung mga tao na hindi maliligtas. Ganun kabigat yung judgment nila. So the greater question is, how grave or serious God's judgment is that leads the Israelites for shame and grief. Bago tayo, bago ako pumunta ngayon sa discussion ng chapter 1, I just want to give you a short biblical theology no para mas ma-understand natin yung story na to, saan ba siya nabanda, sa salvific story ng Panginoon. Remember, when we start from Genesis, no? it starts with the creation, 
Then chapter 3, there comes the fall. Now, the fall was the first exile na nangyari sa Bible when Adam and Eve was kicked out from the presence of God. So after noon, after the fall, there was a curse and a promise that was given by God. No? And after that, of course, dumami yung tao, dumating kay Noah, the earth was corrupt, and the Lord brought, you know, that flood. But the Lord saved, you know, a family, the family of Noah, to preserve humanity. Makikita pa rin natin doon yung grace ni God. Nakorrupt na yung mundo. But the Lord used Noah by His grace. No? Grace pa din ni Lord that He saved humanity in the family of Noah. So makikita natin yan sa chapter 9. And after that, in Genesis chapter 12, the promise that was given to Abraham. Pero dito natin makita, continuous pa rin yung kasalanan ng tao. Yung kasalanan ng Israelites, ng chosen people ni God. But the promise was there. No? From Noah to Abraham. Hanggang sa dumating sa point kay Joseph. Nagkaroon ng pangin. Dahil si Joseph was in Egypt, ginamit yun ng Lord. No? Why Joseph was there to preserve Israel from famine. So hanggang sa dumami na yung mga Israelites dun sa, sa Egypt, hanggang sa dumating sa point sa Exodus, sa time ni Moses, yung Pharaoh hindi na alam yung ginawa ni Joseph sa country of Egypt, naging slave sila sa Egypt for 400 years. And the Lord raised up Moses to deliver his people. So can you imagine from creation hanggang sa kay Moses na ngayon? No? The Lord is still gracious. He used a deliverer, no? a small letter D, Moses, to save his people from slavery. So dumaan sila, nakita natin yung source to Exodus chapter 14, yung departing of the Red Sea. No? Makita natin yung grace to Lord doon. The Lord gave them the, the, the law no? um, in Exodus chapter 20. And doon natin nakita na sabi ni Lord, I will be your God and you will be my people. You will be different from any foreigners, any nations. No? So, but, no, that time, yung government is theocracy. Si God lang yung leader nila. But they were asking for kings. The Lord gave them Saul. But si Saul disobeyed God. Dumating si David hanggang kay Solomon. Until Solomon, sa mga anak niya, na-divide ang king. No? Ah, na-divide yung kingdom. Nagkaroon ng northern and southern kingdom. And dito na nagsimula, sobrang dami ng bad kings, both in north and southern kingdom. Na-exile sila sa Assyria in 722 BC. And in 586, 587, dito pumasok yung Babylonian captivity. Ang question is, bakit nagkaroon ng exile? Bakit nagkaroon ng captivity? Because of their sin. Dahil they are idolatrous, they are adulterous, they are um, nag nag nakipag-asawa sila sa mga foreigners, no? nakipag-alay sila sa iba't ibang countries, nagsamba sila kay Baal, hindi nila sinunod yung commandment ni God. Ngayon dito tayo sa Babylonian captivity. So nakita natin from creation up to this time in 500 years, no? BC before Christ. And of course, may restoration si God dyan hanggang nagkaroon ng 400 silent years towards the New Testament in the coming of Christ. So, like in 2 to 3 minutes, pwede natin na-explain yung, old, yung buong Old Testament and makita natin yung buong story, the grace and the mercies of God 
despite of the disobedience of people. But remember, God will never let sin go unpunished. So in here, the Lord judged them through Babylonian captivity. So right now, let's divide our time together into two major sections, verses 1 to 11 and verses 12 to 22. Yung verses 1 to 11, it's more on the point of view of a narrator. No? Narrator yung nagsasabi. In verses 12 to 22, ito na yung siya mismo, yung Jerusalem. So makita natin yung difference later. All right. So main point number one, Sin will always lead to grief and shame. Sin will lead to grief and shame. Bakit? It is a picture of God's judgment. Ngayon, titignan natin ano yung details ng grief and shame na dadaanan ng Israelites dito found in our verses 1 to 11. So Remember when we studied Habakkuk, there was an impending judgment. No? Um, nakipag-converse si Habakkuk kay God. The Lord answered him, Kayal dito, nasan yung justice mo? Sinagot siya ni God, I will use a more wicked nation to punish this wicked nation. So sa Habakkuk, impending judgment pala. Dito ngayon sa Lamentations, it's describes through this point the distractions, the judgment that God has given them. So judgment because of all their sins, no intentional disobedience to God. Ngayon, ang isang unique dito because the author never mentions explicitly about Babylon. Wala kang makikita ang word na Babylon or King Nebuchadnezzar sa Lamentations na to. But it reflects no, kung ano ang nadaanan ng Israelites no, during those times of Babylonian Captivity. So Babylon was chosen to be his human instrument of wrath. No? So ngayon, dito natin makikita, iisa-isahin natin. She, makikita natin pronoun dito is she. No? It refers to um, Jerusalem herself, no? the daughter of Zion. So meron dito mga metaphor na ginamit kung ano ang nangyari sa kanya. So lamentations begin with a description of Jerusalem's devastation. They lie in waste from invasion and conquest. So this is the detail of grief and shame. Yung verses 1 to 3, makikita natin merong tinatawag na reversal of condition. May loss of identity. Sabi niya, how lonely sits the city that was full of people. Dati sobrang daming tao, masaya. Ngayon, wala, mag-isa siya. Lonely. How like a widow has she become? Who she was great among the nations. Dati, sobrang ang laki niya. Ngayon, namatayan. Wala ng asawa. Mag-isa. She was a princess among the provinces and now became a slave. Okay, to better understand, yung Jerusalem daw, ano sila? They are full of people, the great among the nations. They were princes among the provinces. Balikan natin yung biblical theology again. Bakit kinonsider sila? Sino ba yung Israel? No? Balikan natin. Exodus 6, 6 to 8. Yung sinabi ni God kay Moses, Therefore say to the children of Israel, 
I am the Lord. I will bring you out of under the brigands of the Egyptians. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. And in line dito, I will take you as my people and I will be your God. Nakita natin kung paano si Lord nag-work no? during those times from the Egyptian captivity. Pinakita ni Lord that He is indeed the God of Israel. And they are His people. No? They are the chosen people. Ganun sila ka-great. Ganun sila ka-special. Ka, ka no? As chosen people of God. Even balikan natin yung promise ni Lord kay, kay Abraham. Genesis 12, chapter 2. The promise of Israel through Abraham. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him you will dishonor so I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Nakita natin, hindi lang yun. Marami pang verses and um, accounts, no? Displayed or pictures Israel as God's chosen people. But anong nangyari? No? Vividly, so verses 1 to 3, it portrays a city like a bereaved and desolate woman na matayan, mag-isang babae. And she's also compared to a slave for she was taken by the Babylonians to serve. May reversal of identity. Yung dating mayama, naging mahirap. Yung dating master, naging slave. That's who they are during this time of distractions. And not just that, because naging lonely siya, naging widow, naging slave, she weeps bitterly. No? At night, luha siya ng luha. And can you imagine, among all her lovers, she was none to comfort her. So yung lovers dito, it refers to mga nations na kung saan nakipag-alay siya, no? nakipag-tandem siya, nakipagpakasal sila. No? All her friends have dealt that just treacherously with her and they have become their enemies. Meron siyang lovers na kinonsider niyang mga nakamahalan niya. Meron siyang mga friends na kipag-alay siya. But ano nangyari? They became their enemies. No? They became their enemies. They, the, dito natin nakita, nakipag-alay siya and even their idols whom they love. Makita natin yan sa Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. Anong sabi dito ni Jeremiah? How can you say, I am not unclean? I have not gone after the Baals. Sigurado ka, no? Sabi niya, look at your way in the valley. Know what you have done. A restless young camel running here and there. Hindi siya mapakali. Ano pa? A wild donkey used to the wilderness in her hip sniffing the wind. Who can restrain her last? Can you imagine? Yung, yung last na andun sa kanya, sa country, no? Nakipag, they love the, those idols. None who seek her need weary themselves. In her month, they will find her. Keep your feet from going unshot and your throat from thirst. But you said, it is hopeless for I have loved foreigners and after them, I will go. So doon natin nakita, no? When how these things 
Bakit siya nag-whip? Dinisobey si Lord. No? Nakipag-connect siya sa iba. Kinonsider niyang friends and lovers. But now, nasan sila? They became their foe. Because after all, at the very beginning, they are their foe. They are their enemies. They deceived her. No? That's why she gone into exile because of her affliction. Because of her servitude. She dwells now among the nations. Ang dami na, nagwatak-watak sila, but they find no resting place. Kung saan-saan na siya napupunta, but she can find her home. Kung baga, pumunta siya sa iba't ibang boarding house, pero she cannot find that rest because that rest can just be found in her home, in the presence of God. No? So, Her pursuers have all overtaken her in the midst of her distress. Nasa distress na siya, nasa distraction na siya, pinupursue pa siya. Double dead yung mangyayari sa kanya. And so, we understand na when they go to exile, lagi dito maririmind when they were exiled in Egypt for 400 years. When they were became captives with the Egyptians. So kumaga yung 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 pagiging exile nila ngayon, meron silang point of view na na naaalala na, na nila. And even I think with the Assyrian exile na nangyari sa kanila. So these things makita natin na nakakalungkot yung situation niya. So isang detail pala yon ng grief and shame. No, there's a loss of identity in her. There is a reversal of her condition. Not just that. In verses 4 to 6, there's an emptiness. Malayo siya sa presence ni Lord. Bakit? Sa verse 4, the roads to Zion mourn. Ano yung Zion? Para mas naiintindihan natin, no? the word Zion no, is an ancient word, ancient Hebrew word, and it can refer to one of these three places. It's either the hill where the most ancient areas of Jerusalem stood or the city of Jerusalem itself or the dwelling place of God. In short, it is where God is. No? Zion. And in here, sabi dito, the roads to Zion mourn. Yung dating excited, yung dating masasaya. Oh, tapusin ko muna yung verse dito. No? All her majesty, uh, sorry, For none come to the festival, or her, all her gates are desolate. Her priests groan, her virgins have been afflicted, and she herself suffers bitterly. So, just to give you a background, dati, no, during may mga festival sila, for example, may Passover na festival. So, yung Passover, they are actually commemorating yung ginawa ng Lord when they were in Egypt. Yung nag-Passover, yung angel of death. No? na sila na-save sila ni Lord na wala namatay na firstborn sa kanilang bahay pero sa mga Egyptians namatay yung mga firstborn nila because of the blood na nilagay nila sa doorpost nila so that, that's a, a feast na sinaselebrate nila yung Passover so can you imagine every Passover there were virgins no na mga nagtatamborin merong mga priests na nagmimidjate no, sa temple Masaya, nagagather silang lahat. But ngayon, during this destruction, 
the road to Zion mourns. Walang tao, walang virgins, no? Na mga nagtatamburin doon, na nagsasaya na may mga dances, may mga songs. In their commemorative way of um, celebrating supposedly that kind of feast, ngayon wala. Lungkot. So those things na nakita natin, they don't experience no the presence of God. Hindi nila na-experience ngayon yung fullness ng presence ng God. Rather, there's an emptiness, that loneliness in them. And in verse 5, hindi lang sila malungkot, hindi lang sila um, groaning, hindi lang sila afflicted. Their enemies, ito pa yung malungkot, buti sa akin, pati yung enemies nila afflicted. Pero yung enemies nila are prospering. Their enemies became their master. No? So Babylon has conquered Jerusalem because of her transgressions. And right now, kung naalala natin, gusto kong i-reflect dito yung sa Habakkuk chapter 2. Anong mababasa natin sa Habakkuk chapter 2? Di ba may, may woes doon si God? Bakit? Dahil yung mga Babylon, they get, they, they, they get no, um, things out of evil gain. So kung maga nagka-possessions yung mga Babylonian, kinuha yung mga ari-arian ng mga Israelites, dito mo makita bakit nag-prosper yung enemy. Bakit naging master sila. So hindi lang sila nasasaktan, nalulungkot, nawalan pa sila. And the daughter of Zion, all her majesty has departed. Her princes have become like deer that find no pasture. Can you imagine a deer, no? Na naalala niyo nga no yung yung sa Habakkuk, yung fit like a deer, na kahit na nasa cliff ka, you can stand. But dito ngayon, can you imagine a deer that find no pasture? They fled without strength before the pursuer. So, so Jeremiah 52 verses 6 to 11. May gutom, naghahanap sila ng pagkain. Pero anong nangyari? Alam nyo, anong nangyari? Nakakalungkot. Hindi lang, pinayagan silang umalis para maghanap ng pagkain. Pero anong nangyari? Pinatay. Pinatay sila. No? But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and offered of Zedekiah in the plains of Jericho and all his army was scattered for him. Then they captured the king and brought all his army and brought him up to the king of Babylon and Ribla in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. Jeremiah 32, uh, 52 verse 10, the king of Babylon slaughtered the king or the sons of Zedekiah. Maghahanap lang sila ng pagkain, but they were slaughtered before his eyes. Can you imagine? Pinatay sila sa harap niya, and also slaughtered all the officials of Judah and Ribla. Hindi lang yun, verse 11. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah. Noong una, pinatay yung mga army na sa mata niya. Ngayon, yung mata niya kinuha. And also, he bound him in chains and the king of Babylon took him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. 
king na nila, leader na nila. So can you imagine a nation without a king? A nation without an army. That emptiness na meron sila. No, the loss that they have. In verse 7 to 9, nakita na natin no, sa previous verses, yung reversal of condition, nakita natin kung gaano nawala yung identity nila. Ngayon, nawalan, may emptiness, may loneliness. Not just that. In verses 7 to 9, the uncleanliness and the guilt. Kung gaano sila kadumi. Ano nangyari? Jerusalem remembers in the days of her affliction and wonder in all the precious things that were her from days of old. No, when they were in exile, they tried to remember in the days of old. Those precious things have been replaced with worthless things like gloating and mocking of enemies. They were chosen people of God. Even sa joining nila, no, sa wilderness, the Lord provided them with manna. Grabe yung grace ni Lord. Grabe yung provisions nila. Nung nasa kinaan sila, nasa promised land sila, they're enjoying the prosperity of the land from glorious days to gloomy days. Grabe nung sakit. Maybe sometimes nga makakarelate tayo yung mga bagay na kung sample, nasa kalug, naghirap ka dati, ano, grabe no? nung mga glorious days mo, nung mga kasikatan mo ng mga times, ngayon wala, andito ka lang. No? I mean, just a simple illustration na para mas makita natin ano yung mga pinagdadaanan nila dito. So in exile, they recall the days of David, the days of Solomon and Josiah. No, this, the Josiah is one of the good king. All those precious things. So these precious things have been replaced with worthless. So they became filthy. No? Madumi, her uncleanness. Oh, Jerusalem sinned grievously. Therefore, she became filthy. Dahil makasalanan sila, nagiging madumi sila. All who honored her despise her, for they have seen their, her nakedness. She herself groans and turns her face away. Siya mismo nahiyan sa sarili niya. No? This filthy thing is somewhat, no, it's impurity. It may refer to a menstrual discharge, but could refer to a willing display of her nakedness by becoming naked for her lovers. Parang, um, tawag dito, prostitute, no? She has become impure to her covenant husband. Sino yung husband niya? Jeremiah 31, verse 32. Sabi dito, Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took him by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke though I was their husband, declares the Lord. So makita natin ngayon yung isang representation, a metaphor, that God is the husband and Israel as the, as the bride. But she committed adultery. She lured herself to the foreigners. She became a prostitute to the foreigners. And right now, this is a condition in contrast to her former splendor. Gabi Yung situation, yung details ng grief and shame niya. The sins she committed were in her skirts. Nung ibig sabihin, ibig sabihin, it is a graphic description of the flow of spiritual uncleanness reaching to the bottom of her dress. Galing sa taas hanggang pababa. No? Ganun, kadumi. 
ang description ng Israelites dito. But no, you know, um, no comforter, neither God or even her allies. Wala na yung mga dati niyang lover, wala na yung dati niyang mga allies, wala na yung dati niyang friends. They became their enemies. They're calling to God, but it seems like God is judging them. Dahil sa kasalanan nila. And dito no, sa verse sa uh, um verse 9, first time no nag-speak siya kasi kanina narrator ang nagde-describe na kanang situation. So verse 9 sabi dito. Um Behold Lord, behold my affliction for the enemy has triumphed. So she speaks for the first time and asking God to take note of what the enemy has done, no? Kung ano nakikita yung ginawa ng enemy sa kanya, pero hindi niya maybe nakikita na si Lord nung nag-judge sa kanya because of her. I mean, nakikita niya kasi nga, um, sorry ah, nakita niya kasi na-recognize niya dito that the Lord has bring afflictions in her. No? And the last detail na kanyang grief and shame. So nakita natin kanina na meron siyang um, emptiness, merong loneliness, nawalan siya ng own identity, nakita ang kanyang pagkadumi. Ngayon, sa verse 10 and 11, merong groaning, merong suffering, no? may wailing na tinatawag. The verse 10, yung narrator nag-agree, sabi na, the enemy has stretched out his hands over all his precious things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those whom you forbid to enter your congregation. And it's a true, why? Because the enemy has taken her precious things as her children. Yung captivity. Babylon entered or plundered the temple in 597 BC and burnt it. No? Yung sanctuary, wala na. Sinunog, nasira. And not just that. In verse 11, all her people groan as they search for bread. Pwede sigurong naghihirap ka na nagtatanim ka, no? kasi may aaningin ka, ikaw mismo naghihirap. Dito naghihirap sila humihingi na hindi sila makapagtanim ng sariling pagkain. And not just that, they trade their treasures for food. Kung ano yung mga naiwan na nasa kanila, they have to trade it. Why? Dahil wala na silang lakas. And again, sabi na for the second time, look, O Lord, and see, for I am despised. So, he is groaning. Jerusalem is wailing. No? Jerusalem is suffering. Can you imagine that again, they used to live in a land flowing with milk and honey, and now they're groaning for bread. So Jerusalem, pictured as a widow, hindi lang widow na mayaman, na nawala ng asawa, but yung widow na nawala ng anak, nawala ng army, na madumi, na mag-isa, na malungkot, na nagsasuffer, na naghihingi ng pagkain, ay pinapahiya. 
but a widow is pleading for God's mercy. Look, O oh Lord, see that I am despised. She now starts to recognize, to, to call upon the name of the Lord. She weeps bitterly. So simula, no? Kasi pwede kang mag-weep na yung weeping na humble, na you are humbling yourselves before the Lord, just like how Jeremiah is weeping before God. You know, with that kind of desperation. But sa simula sa verse 2, she weeps bitterly. But in the end, in verse 11, she was asking God. No? She was calling to God, Lord, look and see. I am despised. Friends, this is a very sad picture no? of judgment of God to the Israelites because of their sin. And take note, this is just a temporary judgment. Later, we will discuss more about that. So, friends, from what we have learned of what happened to Israel, it was really grave. The weight is so heavy. It was intense. But it was a picture of God's judgment. A temporary judgment. For there is a greater judgment that is about to come. Kasi nakita natin dito, the Lord still, by His grace, restored them. No? The Lord has restored them. Pero may paparating na judgment na wala ng second chance. Na forever na, eternity na. It is in the second coming of Christ. It is on the great judgment day. Yes, God is love. But God is also a God of justice. For He is holy and He will absolutely judge. Ito yung isang bagay na Paulit-ulit natin pinipreach ngayon kasi ito yung part ng gospel na hindi na natin nakikita ngayon. The world is teaching God is love to accept everybody. To accept all kind of sins. Pero wala nang accountability against God. Kasi hindi nakikita yung holiness, yung righteousness, yung purity, yung, jud- yung justice ng Panginoon. Remember again, sin, God will not allow sin to let go and punish. So friends, this is a call for us to assess ourselves, to admit, to admit to ourselves our sins, our transgressions. And we need a Savior. We need to call on to God. Look, Lord, and see of how You know, our situations living in sin right now. We can save ourselves. That's why we have the gospel. Grief and shame. No? Wala siyang kawala. Talagang mahihiya siya. Dahil sa ginawa niyang kasalanan. But in our situation, in our application, because we have this gospel, We have trusted Christ Jesus of His finished work at the cross as a payment for the penalty of our sins so that we will not be receiving the 
judgment or the wrath of God because it was already poured out in Christ. In 1 John 4:17, nasasabi doon, by this is love perfected with us so that we may confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Friends, kung wala tayo sa Lord, we have, talagang nakakatakot. Talagang nakakahiya. On the day of judgment. But because of that love displayed at the cross, and that love that was imputed to us, the righteousness of God, we have right now this confidence. Just through that love, we can face the judgment day without fear because it will cast out fear. So may we continue to plead for God's mercy. No? Nag-aaral tayo ngayon ng first John. Andun natin nakikita lahat ng litmus test of being in first John. And maybe, no, some of us, sabihin natin baka hindi pa tayo Christian, hindi pa tayo, hindi pa tayo na born again. Let's plead for God's mercy. No? For our confidence will just be in the gospel alone. So right now, we have learned that sin will lead to grief and shame. Our main point, number two. Grief and shame should lead us to the Savior. Grief and shame should lead us to the Savior. So verses 12 to 22, yung mga pronoun ngayon na makikita natin sa verses 1 to 11, for her, no? kasi yung narrator yung nag-describe. Sa verses 22, uh, 12 to 22, dito na natin makita yung mga pronouns na me and I. Jerusalem is speaking. So this portion, no, she's crying for help, both from men and from God, from passers-by, from her lovers, and of course from God himself. So verses 12 to 22, Jerusalem is expressing her acute sorrow, which is attested by the narrator. Makita natin yan sa verse 17. Doon, doon naman nag-insert yung narrator. No, na hindi, yung, hindi, hindi siya yung mismo nagsasalita yung, 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 Israel, yung Israel. And which leads to a prayer for relief. Ngayon, verse 12. It is nothing to you all who pass by. Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow. No? She tries to compare right now. Yung sarili niya sa iba kasi feeling niya siya lang talaga yung may pinakamahirap na pinagdadaanan. And she's trying to address the passers-by. And how, what do you expect? Sa isang dumaan lang. No? Of course, yung passers-by, talagang dinaanan lang siya. So, she asked the passers-by possibly because God has not answered her. Makita natin sa verse 9. Makita natin doon na tumatawag siya kay Lord. Ngayon, tumawag siya sa passers-by. So, Um, she wants them to look and see just as she wanted God to see and act. So this is a, path- a pathetic appeal of Jerusalem for some compassion, even from strangers. So can you imagine? Yung result niya, hindi ako pinakinggan ni God. 
Ano yung result nga? O, sige, hindi akong tulong sa mga sa strangers, sa mga pwedeng dumaan dito. Do you think it is the right thing to do? Siyempre, anong gagawin ng strangers? Wala. No? Papabayaan lang siya. Verse 13, From on high, he, set, he sent fire into my bones, he made it descent. He spread the net for my feet, he turned me back, he has left me stand, faint all day long. So eto naman, another description na siya mismo nagdi-describe na sarili niya. Si Lord nag-sent ng fire. Kaya pag, na, pag sinabing fire, no, it's a metaphor for judgment. And maalala natin yung story ng Sodom and Gomorrah. No? Yung fire that was sent from heaven. Genesis 19, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And yung cement na fire, saan pumasok? Nag- into his bones. So nung ibig sabihin, hindi lang sa skin, hindi lang yung ay napaso lang ako. Pero pumasok sa bones, no? It's the very core of Jerusalem's being. Sa kaloob-looban, it's very serious. It's very deep. This emphasizes the penetrating depth of the judgment of God sa kanila. At hindi lang may fire, no? Hindi lang fire na pumasok doon hanggang sa mga buto nila. Merong pang net, no? Kumbaga, um, na-strangled sila, no? There's a net. Na-trap sila tulad ng isang animal na na-trap ng isang net na stuck. They cannot go on, they cannot go on, they cannot move out. Andun lang sila, not just that. Meron pa. Verse 14. So can you imagine yung sinasabi na na expression ngayon? Kumunya akong tulong sa mga tumadaan. Wala sumasagot. Si Lord, um, nagsabi ako, Lord, look and see pero ngayon, nagpadala pa ng fire hanggang sa buto ko. Tapos may net pa na nag-strangle sa akin. Not just that. Nag-progress pa. My transgressions were bound into a yoke. Andun na may net na may yoke pa. So anong maalala natin sa yoke? Di ba? Yoke represents power and authority. Yung parang got. Got taba yun sa Tagalog. Yung sa kalabaw. Di ba? May dalawang ano yun. Yung isang kalabaw tsaka yung isang kal- dalawang kalabaw sila. No? That's why makita natin, sabi ni Jesus, no? take my yoke upon you. No? For yung, yung kay Lord, no? yung to, to those who are heavy laden, those who are laboring, His yoke is easy and light. Pero dito, the yoke that was given is the yoke of the enemy. So may fire na, may net pa, may yoke pa, wala na. No? Someone is controlling her. Someone is under her. She's captive. She can't move on her own. She is in the hands on the mercy of her foes. Not just that. Verse 15. Kung andun siya, nakastuck siya, pwede pa siyang i-rescue na kanyang mga soldiers. Kaso yung problema, sa verse 15, the Lord rejected all my mighty men in the middle, in the midst. He summoned an assembly against me to crush my army. Meron sana pwedeng mag-rescue, pero paano? Those mighty men of the Babylon. Normally, pag may assembly ng, ng soldiers, usually yung assembly nun is my solemn peace. Pero dito, hindi. It's a feast of an army of Babylon 
killing their young men, no? their soldiers. And that's why she continues to weep. For these things I weep. Wala na yung word na bitterly. My eyes flow with tears for my comforter is far from me. One to revive my spirit. My children are desolate for the enemy has prevailed. Wow. A widow. No? Na walang comforter. Even yung children na wala na din. Yung enemy is prevailing against her. So sa verse 17, yung narrator, nag-verify siya, inaffirm niya yung pinagdadaanan ni Israel. Sabi sa verse 17, Zion stretches out her hands, but there is no one to comfort her. Can you imagine? Pahag! Wala mo nang may lumakit sa'yo. Can you imagine that? No. She stretched out her hands, but there is no one to comfort her. The Lord has commanded against Jacob that his neighbor should be his post. Jerusalem has become a filthy. May ginawa pang mga hindi magaganda against him. How grim is that? So, Jerusalem's claims of loneliness and lack of comfort, you know, it is where, that's why she was considered to be a filthy thing. So we could see here right now, God's sovereignty in the situation and Jerusalem's sinful past. It is right, it is true, and it is written in the Bible. God will judge sin. It is the Lord who commanded the neighbors of Jacob. No, it is the Lord. Si God mismo. So ngayon sa verse 18, The Lord in the right, for I have rebelled against His word. Ngayon, sa beginning sa verse 12-13, makita natin, no, there is desperation with our situation. Sa verse 16, nagkaroon na siya ng weeping. Meron na siyang, um, somehow may humility na sa puso niya, weeping before the Lord. And in verse 18, she starts to confess her sins. No, there's confession already. So Jerusalem confesses that God is in the right for judging her rebellion. Normally, ang tao, kahit na, malalaman mo yung tao na hindi repentant. Kasi pag nirebuke mo yon, pag pinagsabihan mo, normally, ibabaling pa na kasi ikaw eh. No? Pero dito, anong sinabi niya? The Lord is right. The Lord is right for I have rebelled against His word. She now accepts the sins, no? She is repenting from her sins. So the true sign of repentance was to justify God and of course to condemn herself. Nakita niya na ngayon. Si God is right. God is righteous. God is holy. No? Me? I'm totally depraved. I'm sinful. I'm disobedient. I'm adulterous. I'm idolatrous. I'm unrighteous, but nonetheless, no, she desires comfort from all of the people. Verse 19 again, I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and elders perished in the city while they sought food to revive their strength. So somehow, yung verse 19, no, it's just a, 
i-review, i-repeat na makita natin dito yung helplessness niya na kahit humingi siya ng tulong, wala. No? Every one of them became their enemy. They, they were deceived. And their people, kanina groaning, suffering lang sa paghihingi ng food. Dito sa verse 19, they are perishing already. No? While they sought food to revive their strength. Namamatay na sila. Suffering to perishing. Did you see the progression there? And in verse 20, Look, O Lord, for I am in distress. My stomach turns. My heart is wrong within me because I have been very rebellious. She's, kanina, sa mga previous verses, parang, Lord, tignan mo ako, I'm despised. Lord, diba, tumatawag siya kay God. Ngayon, yung pagkatawag na kay God, meron ng sign of repentance. Meron ng pag-accept na kasalanan niya. Lord, I am in distress because I have been very rebellious. In the street, the sword believes. In the house, it is like that. The progressions there. Papunta na. Loneliness, emptiness, um, helplessness, papunta sa death. No? They heard my groaning. Yet there is no one to comfort me. Alam niya na. Na kahit sino tawagin niya, walang nalapit, walang tutulong. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. And na-realize na, o oh nga, naging mas masaya pa sila. They are glad that you have done it. You have brought the day you have announced. Now let them be as I am. Israel right now acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Nakita niya, Merong, may mga prophets sa ginamit to tell her, to warn her. No? The day you announce, now let them be as I am. Kailangan pagdaanan. No? Pero may, 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 may kadugtong yun. Pero Lord, no? let their evil doing come before you and deal with them as you have dealt with me. Yung mga enemies na yun, yung Babylon na yun, Lord, you have, you have dealt my sin Lord, you also have to deal with their sin. Nakita natin yan sa, sa Habakkuk. Yes, the Lord punished Israel no, because of their sins through using a wicked nation, more wicked nation, Babylon, and the Lord also judged Babylon. And definitely nangyari. No? So in here, we would see that Very important, no? Yung humility, yung repentance. Very important yung acknowledgement of who God is. A biblical view of who God is. That He is not just love. That He is also a judge. He is also a just God. Makita natin yung sovereignty ng Panginoon. All the words of God will come into pass. So friends, what shall we do? We run not to the world, but we run to the Lord. We call out not to the world. We call out to God. Not to strangers, but to someone who knows us. That's why let's continue to bleed for the Lord, for His grace and mercy. And salvation only comes from the Lord. And not 
from any man, not from Kibuloin, no, not from any gods or goddesses there. It's only in the name of Christ that we will be saved. Salvation comes from the Lord and kasalanan natin, no? Nakita natin yung total depravity natin. Ngayon pa lang, we are, nung hindi pa tayo na born again, we are experiencing those shame and guilt. Diba? And how much more one day, hindi lang shame and grief, eternal judgment and wrath of God. That's why we have to put this in our hearts and our minds, friends, that we may die from hunger, but we have this hope that we will live in eternity. No? We may die, we may die in the battle in this world, but we will live also in eternity. No? So, the world will give us a false acceptance, but yung totoong acceptance, kay God, hindi tayo iiwan. The world will give us Sabihin natin ng mga kabarkada natin dati sa makamundong mga friends. It seems like they're accepting us, they're tolerating us. But sa mga times, wala, mawawala lang din sila. The one that will keep us until the end is Christ. Philippians 1.6, diba? sabi ni Paul sa mga Philippians, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, he will bring it to completion until Christ returns. We have that assurance in the Lord. And also remember this, our comfort can only be found in God through Christ. Not to strangers, not to our, you know, quote-unquote lovers, allies, friends in this world. It can only be found in Christ Jesus. And through the people who have, who has been born of God. No? So, our hope is only in God. Despite of our sins, no, as we come to repent, as we come to believe in the finished work of Christ, doon na yung comfort natin kay Lord. Hindi yung comfortable life dito na mag- marami kang pera, may promotions tayo, magandang bahay, and oh, no, no, no. The comfort in the truth of the gospel na meron tayo. And even the Christians in Afghanistan, You know, we are praying for their safety, for their protection. But friends, they may die in any means there. Pwedeng patayin sila. But they have the assurance of eternity na hindi nila mararanasan yung grief and shame eternally because of Christ Jesus. So God's un- or God's trustworthiness did not allow him to abandon his people forever into exile. Very familiar verse, Jeremiah 29. No? Nakita natin saan, they are going into exile. The Lord gave them a word through Prophet Jeremiah. So yung word na for, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a bright future. No ibig sabihin nun? Because they're going into exile. Sabi ni Lord, be a good citizens there. You know, don't listen to the prophets. Kasi mga mali yung sasabihin nila sa inyo. You bloom there. You plant trees. Mag-asawa kayo doon. Okay? Yung Jeremiah 2011 is actually a call for them to trust the Lord. Why? Yung kasunod na verses doon. Because when the 70 years has gone, 
no when they draw close to god when they when they call on to god they will bring out from captivity from exile and the lord will bring them back to their land so nakita natin that the lord restored them so after 70 years they were allowed to return to their land and to start again however no it is a clear it is clear in the, that the main problem of sin in the history was not solved. Nagpatuloy pa din. No? And it remains an open question in the Old Testament how God can dwell with that kind of sinners. But in the New Testament, after ng 500 years, no, nung galing na, na-restore na sila, nakabalik sila, nagka-silence ng 400 years. And there you go, the New Testament came. No? John the Baptist crying out from the wilderness because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became man and died for the sins of his people. So now God's spirit dwells in every believers, no? And God remains with them forever. So the, his, the history of Israel is a sad story of continuous sin. God had to punish the people of their unfaithfulness and sent them into exile for 70 years. The problem of sin was solved by Jesus Christ on the cross. God will dwell eternally with everyone who believes in him. In Romans 7, verse 21, yung binasa natin kanina. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Friends, same with Paul, Richard man that we are who will deliver us from this body of death. It's God, Christ Jesus. Kasi kung isa-isahin natin lahat ng kasalanan natin, wala na. We, we totally deserve the wrath and the judgment of God in all areas of our lives. No? And we have seen how grave the judgment of God is. Thank be to God for His grace. That we are already at peace with God. We will never be an object of wrath. Remember, we have found in The passages, sabi ng Israel, the Lord sent fire, but now, no, He will not send fire into our bones, but there will be an everlasting fire in the lake of fire in hell. Not just your bones, but the whole you in the lake of fire, the whole us. Not just a net to strangle us, but a place where the wrath of God is poured out eternally. Friends, let's put our faith in Christ 
For that is the hope that we have in God. Let us pray. Our righteous, holy, loving, merciful God. Lord, maraming salamat. Even in the lives of the Israelites, we have learned today of because of their transgressions, Lord, they were judged by you, by your righteousness. And same with them, a repentant heart, a humble heart, weeping, pleading, asking you, Lord, we ask you right now for your grace, Lord, sa mga buhay namin, Lord, every day that we will be reminded by the gospel, that Lord, one day, we will have the confidence to face the judgment day without fear but the confidence in the finished work of Christ. And Lord, we pray that may you use us, Lord, to be an ambassador to other people na ma-share, Lord, yung biblical gospel, Lord, that people may cry out to you with humility that they need a Savior, that they need you, God. So, Lord, today, we just entrust to you our life, our relationship, that it's not about what we have done, Lord, but what you have done for us. Lord, teach us to appreciate more and even to respond how we worship, how we serve, how we interact with people, how we make decisions, Lord, as we take everything in the lens of the gospel. So, Lord, today, we ask forgiveness, Lord, for our sins, Lord. Maraming salamat, God, that through your word, we can just continue to reflect of your character and even of our sinfulness, O God. Maraming salamat, Lord. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.